Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. But what we don't talk about enough is the fact that uh, now women are expected to work full-time and, and do it all. No discussion on men's oppression equals feminism not taken seriously by all. Before we start the pod, I would like to acknowledge that we are on unceded lands of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and I would like to acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. All right. Welcome back to the weekly cheat. Welcome. So we put up a bunch of questions because I think that I was like, I find that sometimes the question I don't think is going to get a lot of bites does. Mm -hmm. The question that I thought had some really interesting responses Mm -hmm. was, do you have an opinion you feel no one else is talking about? Mm -hmm. And I think this is the money shot, right? I think this is where some things where I'm like, interesting, because it's not that I've not thought this. It's that we don't talk about that often. I like this first one. All my girlfriends doing all the housework for their boyfriends. I mean, I talk about that all the time. I know. We do it like a lot on the mental load and things like that. But I think think that that's different, right? I think that it might be surprising the lack of conversations we're having when we see our friends and loved ones in those relationships and in those power dynamics and Mm -hmm. how that actually works. Yeah. And I feel (laughs) this might be controversial and I'm not saying it's everyone. Blah, blah, blah. Disclaimer. Yeah. But something that I notice, and I don't have a lot of friends that are married or with children because I'm 23, Mm -hmm. but shout out, (laughs) flex, I'm young, (laughs) not to brag, but I feel that I notice that when I'm, you know, my friends are moving in with their partners, um, I feel like more and more, sometimes people fall into the habits and the traditional roles Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying everyone does holy shit but I feel like everyone has a couple of friends where you know they were quite feminist and progressive and then as they've gotten further in their career or as they've gotten more towards um the age of wanting to have children and settle down Mm -hmm. I feel like you see a shift with a few people to the right Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not to the right but it's to that more household domestic yeah those those tropes those Mm -hmm. traits not everyone, but I think it's a surprising amount for me. Interesting. I feel like I talk about it all the time. So to this person, get new friends. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, I, I was going to say, make friends with us. And then I thought you'd hate that. <laughs> Everyone so... who knows who knows that I hate new friends. Um, that was a joke as well. That was a, Kristen doesn't hate people. She just doesn't like the effort and energy required to like cultivate general, a relationship. I'm, I'm happy to publicly state that I hate the general public. And when not, I say not, I hate people, I don't mean like, like I really like the people I like, but just in general. Anyways, that's and really I don't think that, but no, I don't think it is. I don't think our, you, I don't think you hate people. I think that it, it, no, hang on. I'm not going to, trying to gaslight me. You are. <laughs> Fuck, I knew you were going to do this. I get it. I hate most people. But I think when we're talking about like people who follow us on the whole, they are the kind of people. That's the thing. But I think it's more a lot of the time that like you don't really want to spend that much time with others generally. No, I've So you're like, I like to have sort of heightened, intense few friendships rather Mm -hmm. than a lot of friendships that you can't live up to the way that you'd want to. I think that's a very fair expectation. And also, that is reflective of my opinion on this because I have my like a handful of close people in my life Mm. who. If I see them doing, like, if I see a woman in a straight relationship doing a lot of the housework, I'm just like, what the fuck's up with that? Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. Also, my mum talked about it a lot growing up. So I feel like I, it's been something that was in my head for a long time. I so. mean, I think that um, what I witnessed was my mum was working full time and doing the majority of housework and domestic work and raising the children. Mm-hmm. So like what I witnessed was like how, what we've 
what a lot of feminism has been has not actually alleviated those pressures for women, but just increased them by asking us to work as well. Yeah. And that's obviously a really complicated discussion to be having, Mm -hmm. but I think it is important. Like I think that what we don't talk about enough is that, and I think it's not a a non-existent conversation, but what we don't talk about enough is the fact that uh, now women are expected to work full time and and do it all Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, you know, in the fifties and sixties when you weren't allowed to work, but you were expected to stay home with the kids. Yeah. Now you're just doing double. Yeah. For what? Because we're equal rights. And it's like, Mm -hmm. let's look at that and examine those structures. Because I think that we're building up women, but not also changing those expectations for men that maybe they should stay at home or maybe and opening up the options. That's a good point. I don't think it's equally like, I think Brie Lee said something to this effect on a Q and a episode once about um, like maternity leave and blah, 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 is that we won't really have gender equality until it threatens an employer equally that a man might take parental leave as it does that a woman. Like yeah. it, there's, there's not that parity there. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe a, a key difference. Yeah. Is that it's still expected that the woman will take more maternity leave, parental leave. I'm yes. saying maternity leave, it should be just called parental leave. Yeah. And it depends on the industry. Yeah. But that's a point to be made. Interesting. I think we should all talk about it more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Problem solved. Next. Hmm. Interesting. The anti the pill movement is missing the voice of those who don't have the option. Example, endo. Interesting. I've never been affected by this. No, neither. Personally, so it hasn't been something I've ever thought about, which is why we ask these questions. I think that I'm, so I'm going to make it a, like a, um, a parallel based on like a different issue, because Mm -hmm. I think, we, so we're all on board this like anti-fast fashion, but I think that a lot of the piece that's missing out of that conversation is that for a lot of people, that's what's accessible to them. Yes. Because a lot of brands are not size inclusive. They're not um, budget friendly. They're not always available where you live. Some people can't buy clothes online like me because I don't, they're never going to fucking fit me. Um, so I guess it is a similar type of conundrum. Yeah. Because... I do actually fit. Mm, I probably I'm gonna cancel myself. There have been times when people have said they're on the pill, and I'm like, oh, you gotta get off the pill. No, well, I'm on the pill, and I I feel that way. Yeah, but even like I went to my doctor, and she was like, well, I don't really care what you choose, just don't be on the pill. Really? Well, she was like, here's the folder. Mm-hmm. Here's everything. Yeah. We can just you know read it all. Come mm-hmm. back to me with what you think is the best option. We can have a discussion. Mm-hmm. I just think the pill is wrong. Okay. Did she say wrong in general or wrong for you? Well, I don't remember, but my understanding was like, let's just not go the pill. Yeah. But I think it's because I've been on it for years. It's not really like, I think originally it was a skin issue as well. It mm-hmm. doesn't really do that but that well for me for that reason. Yeah. And I like, it just doesn't. And I, I basically went to her saying I'd like to get off it. So it was yeah. in conversation of like, let's change. Mm-hmm. She didn't instigate it, but it was yeah. an acknowledgement that that's not great. The other thing is, and I'm really sorry we're moving away from like the endo issue. I just don't know anything about it. I don't want to make any assumptions. And the, the thing is, if it's missing that voice, why would we? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is what I think of yeah. someone with no endo. Um, the other thing is the other options are quite intrusive, yes. like the Nuva ring, like, sorry, but I just don't trust that. What thing. is that? Sorry. It's like a little ring that you put into your cervix mm-hmm. and you have to like, you keep it in for three weeks, then you take it out for one week. Okay. And I just think that that requires a lot for a person to keep up with. Like yeah, it's more intricate than the pill. And the injection uh, that you can get is every three months. And that's a bit much for me too. Exactly. And also a lot of people have problems with the injection, mm. statistically speaking. Then there's the bar. That's the one that I wanted. Yes. But then 
not to freak you out. I'll go on. But there are there's a significant um, percentage of the population where your body rejects it. And it just pushes. It just pops out. Yeah, well, there's a lot of um, discussion as well where, you know, for some people you don't get a period for like years and then for others you are bleeding all the time. Like some exactly. people's body just does not respond to the bar. Mm-hmm. But I personally... I'm not comfortable with an IUD. Yeah. And that's that's the third option. I'm and also like, not comfortable with nothing. It really hurts to go in, to be honest. Like, it's just it was just one one day for, like, five years. But but look, and, and this is unfortunate, and I know it's effective and it's localized, so there's, like, less hormones and blah, 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 blah. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I, I have heard too many stories about it being lost. Oh, my God. Having to be surgical. I've got one. I mean, one of my close friends, I don't know if she'd be comfortable with me saying this. We might have to cut it. I'll ask her. But she had to go and into surgery at the end of last year because they'd completely lost it and they had to go and retrieve it. Oh my god. Have you seen that picture of the baby that was born with an IUD in its hand? Is that true? Is that real? It's real. I looked it up many times. It was just holding it in its fist. I mean it is effective Triumphant. besides this awful It is. But the thing about the bar and the um, IUD is that if so if you have a if you like start taking the pill and you're like, cool, and then after a week you're like, Oh my god, no, I can't do this, you just stop taking the pill. If you have got something inside of your body, you need to, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'll just take mm. it. Like, you can't just rip it out of yourself. No. I mean, the pill is not great for me. Like, I... It's not great for a lot of people. No. I mean, in terms of um, mood swings, depressive ten like, yeah, depressive tendencies, all these sorts of things, it's just not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there also is another one that my doctor was telling me about, which I thought, oh, fascinating. It's called the mini pill. Yes. And there's also the mini IUD now. It's a bit smaller. Is yeah. that the one that's called Kylina? Or yeah. is the yeah. And so the it's mini still, pill it's you still have to dial it yourself. It's not get it in that there. much smaller. Yeah. Um, it's to go inside you. Yeah. The mini pill, which is new, is one hormone only. So it's not like normal pills are two hormones. It takes out the estrogen. Yeah, just progesterone. The wow, I'm surprised by how much we know about this, to be honest. It's a bit fucked. Yeah. Really. We've just learned this because we've had to. Yes. Um, so mini pill takes away that, that secondary hormone. So it's, it's less side effects, Mm -hmm. but the window for accuracy, right? If you, is accuracy the word? Yeah. Yeah. Normal pill, you've got a 12 hour window before it starts to seriously lose its effectiveness. Mini pill, three hours. That's crazy. It is crazy. And for some people that's not doable. Me, (laughs) I, like I used to take my pill on the minute, but I'm a very regimented Are you fucked? I had a, well, I had an alarm on it, my phone. Oh, yeah, same. I would just look at the alarm every day and go, there it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't okay, tell me that I've got to tell you out. something. I'm going to tell our listeners something chaotic. Is this I'm what I sure already we, know about? Yeah. I'm not sure if we've talked about this in the pod before, probably. So, I Kristen have, doesn't. I, you just got upset. Did Oh, did we? Oh. <laughs> it's not upsetting to me when I take control <laughs> back. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, the pill pack. I don't do Monday to Friday. I just get up and I look at the pack and I pick anywhere. You know what I did the other day that I, th- I was going to send you a photo of that I thought would really bother you? I wasn't even taking them in the line order on the wrong days. Oh I started God. just pressing them out from anywhere. Whenever you say the things, I, w- I want to fire you from cheek. Fire? <laughs> what fucking contract? Where's my enterprise agreement, bitch? <laughs> well, it would have to, Catherine and I would have to unite. I'd have to get her on board to get. Catherine wouldn't. <laughs> anyway. 
fucking fine. We try. Why do you do? Who anyway. will do your memes twice a week? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay. Yeah, you get one more chance. But the way that I think the way that I found out is you just pulled this packet out of your bag, <laughs> out of like your. It was like a Minco type pouch. Yeah. And then I saw that you had like you think you pressed one out, or anyway, it was clear to me visually that you had not followed the days, and I was like. And he was acting normal and I was like, excuse me, what the fuck are you doing? You are unhinged. Well, I'll say something else. I mean, I think you thought this was funny and not unhinged, but it was pretty unhinged to me. The other, So I recently moved house and I just got one of my handbags out of the cupboard when like, like the first day back at work after I'd moved house. And I was walking to work and I went and got a coffee. And when I was like leaning down to like tap my card to pay for the coffee, something fell out of my bag. And onto the counter in front of the person serving me oh, at the cafe. Oh, the counter. Yeah, like in front of them. Okay. Face up. <clears throat> it was a disc. <laughs> and it was the DVD of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture is like all of like the Cullens like stacked. And then just like Twilight and the text. <laughs> and it was a DVD. Yeah. Not a Blu-ray. And it wasn't the case. It was just the, just disc. the disc. That's the most unhinged part to me. That's the thing. So funny. I, at some point, have been packing and have just fucking flung this DVD. And you know what? I'm not embarrassed by the fact that they know I watch Twilight. That's just bi-monthly. I watch Twilight it's, once a, four, a fortnight. It's just a weird thing to happen. It's the fact that this barista is like... This woman has raw dogged a disc <laughs> into her handbag <laughs> and now she's going also, to work. And, no, and also no one uses DVDs. No, that's exactly my point. Like yeah. it's more embarrassing that they think I watch Twilight on a DVD and it's not like on my favorites on Netflix. Actually, it's just recently taken off Netflix. I don't know why they've done that. Rude. Anyway, back to it. Back to it. Okay. Pro mask slash lockdown people are just as impractical and triggered as the convoy protest. Oh my god. I can't believe this person follows us. Can you say it again? Pro mask slash lockdown people are just as impractical and triggered as the convoy protest. That is so fucking spicy. <laughs> but also, I can't believe this person follows us and, and said this. This is one of those things I'm like, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think impractical is correct. I don't think impractical, no. It's not impractical to wear a mask, sorry. I think that when you say triggered, I think that I get upset just probably, I mean, I don't think that triggered using the word triggered is just being inflammatory, but in terms of, okay, this is how I see it. Mm. Every time a conservative, I know that all the anti-lockdowners are not conservatives, blah, blah. Anytime a conservative has an opinion and then the left is just like, oh my God, why have you done this? They're just like, oh, lefties are so easily triggered. But for me, I don't see that as an attack. I'm like, oh, sorry for caring about human rights and like the safety of our older generation and immunocompromised. Like, I think using the word triggered is just like, fuck off. Yeah, because I, I think that it's making It's this... actually just about like being passionate about or like thinking that it's an important cause. I don't think they're wrong. I think they're using inflammatory language on purpose to trigger us. But I don't think they're wrong, but I am happy to own it. I think they're wrong because I, I actually How think impractical for me, it's like the difference in value judgment, because I mm -hmm. think that when we think about these like convoy people, the way they react, 
their assumptions and the and the values they place it behind are incorrect. Mm-hmm. So when they say like freedom, 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 like Clive freedom, Palmer, I'm, I'm like, do you really believe that your freedoms have been taken away? Like, yes, you're you're you've been limited in terms of the practical health rules that we've had to abide by, mm-hmm. but the safety of others, right? I don't think that inconvenience is oppression, and I don't think it's a breach of your personal freedoms. I think it, I agree with everything you're saying, right? So I think that when we think about that, like the way that they behave in relation to the view they're trying to put forth doesn't equal, like when we get angry that someone isn't wearing a mask or isn't vaccinated, it's because we're worried for the implications of that on the vulnerable, right? So I I think that whilst we may arc up to the same extent Mm -hmm. that these people do, I I don't agree that we do, do, Mm -hmm. but I understand that this person's trying to say like, I think that both sides are just rising to the same level, but they're just opposing, right? Yeah. That's the way I see that that statement, which I, I get not necessarily untrue because you've got people on both sides that are reacting to the same extent. Mm-hmm. But I think on the whole, the 95% of people who pro-lockdown, pro-mask do not represent the, the extensive and like off-chops view that yeah. the 5% do. I think that in that portion of people, they're way more aggressive. Yes, but okay, if you're, and I think we're extrapolating it a bit, because for me, I'm kind of like, what are you saying behind all of this language? If you're talking about, like, I think that I would match the passion of an anti-lockdown convoy goer. If asked with to. With my pro-mask, yes. pro-lockdown, pro general public health stance. Yeah. I think I could match their level of... Um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, passion, aggression, yeah. energy. I think I could match it easily. But then I think that the word impractical is wrong because I think Agree. what it's they're doing is impractical. is impractical. What we're doing is like putting on a face covering, maybe mm. working from home, maybe doing these things to protect others. I think that that's not that difficult. I don't yeah. think that's impractical. I think it's actually been quite effective with our movements to protect others. Yeah. But I think they're just using the word impractical to is, yeah. as an inflammatory word. Which they are entitled to do. Oh, this one's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Skincare routines have ageist ideologies. It should be the new frontier of feminist advocacy. Agree wholeheartedly. Skincare fuck, routines. Fuck anti-aging products. Yeah, but like putting on sun cream, moisturizing, skincare routines. not talking about that. Oh, okay. Well, I read it that way. I don't think. Can you read it again? I, I'm going to understand. Like, I think it depends on your perception. No, you're right. Skincare routines have ageist ideologies. It should be the new frontier of feminist advocacy. But I think it's different in the way, like the products, the price, the extent, but I the think, pressure. But it's, like a, but it's like a whole movement, skincare routines. It's like a whole thing. I mean, I think the whole like men put foot cream on their face and look great. <laughs> and then we are, I'm like using 10 products and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. my fucking acne scars from 10 years ago won't go away. I think when I like definitely the skincare industry, but I think like, I think I th- took it as what, sh- what this person was talking about is like the idea of this skincare routine. Oh, and I totally agree. I think that when we see makeup, people who are, um, Influencers. Yes, who are like making TikToks and we see these products shoved down our throats, especially for older women. I yeah. find that it's, everything's anti aging. Yeah. Um, I like, like, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really good at, and, and you know what I was thinking the other day? 
I was thinking about how, like, I've never been good at makeup, but when you say something like that, it's like a not like other girls thing. And I'm like, I've always felt like a fucking loser that I haven't been able to do makeup. Like, I love how a lot of, like, tomboys back in the day, it was, like, really cool to not know how to do that sort of stuff. Because, you know, they were just, like, very feminine. Yeah, and me not wanting, not being good at eyeshadow and eyeliner. Like, like, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. But always for years, I've been like, I'm a stupid bitch (laughs) i've always been like why did i know how to use mascara properly and i've always fucking hated myself for i want to be like other girls i want to be that girl (laughs) i want to be like i wish i was like other girls i haven't been i haven't had a good diet i haven't eaten well i haven't taken care of my skin like i didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. i literally bought zoe foster blake's amazing of facebook and Mm -hmm. i was reading it and it was like what skin care type are you and i was like i don't know I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people say that's a myth, by the way, skin type. Yeah, well, I think I'm just sensitive. Like, mm. I mean, in my heart and in my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I went out and bought GoTo. I spent a lot of money on that. Actually mm-hmm. found out the ordinary is a lot cheaper and a lot better, thanks to you, my queen, who said do Welcome. this online test. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I got four products, and they cost $10 each. So cheap. Priceline, Maya has it too. Yeah. Changed my life. Mm. Honestly, the easiest thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm someone that's, um, not like other girls. More than three steps, and I'm like, can't do it. Yeah. But if we're talking about like the skincare routine and like the it girl TikTok influencer mm. sense, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with the industry and the way that we talk about our faces. Yes. But to me, I'm like, well, you know, I was putting Vaseline on my face. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I was putting Cetaphil, I think. Oh, Is that Cetaphil's okay? good. I was putting Vaseline, not actual Vaseline, like the cream they have. That's oh, not for your face. No, they have face creams. Oh, I thought you meant the big one in the huge tub. Oh my God, I do mean that one. That doesn't say face cream on it. Is so it I'm being problematic now. Cancel it, me. Isn't a body cream okay for your face? No, queen. Oh my God. It's too heavy. <laughs> but maybe that's just a scam that I've been... No, I get it. I would never put body cream on I my face I didn't put personally. it like before I went to work or anything. It was more like if I went for in the bit. pool or I was a bit like dry, I would put it on quickly. I mean, I think that there are worse crimes you could commit. But this is what I mean. Because you have sensitive skin, probably not good. Anyway, I'm not. I, I'm not qualified to give any of this advice. Okay. I did work in pharmacy, actually. But I am semi qualified. I remember someone came into my house once and they pointed at the large tub and they were like, "Do you use that?" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is humiliating." Are you talking about a tub? Or no, like a, pump, a pump. Yeah, the big pump bottles. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put that on your face. Well, I don't anymore because it's got a lot of scent. Like for me personally, um, and like a lot of research that I've read scents and things like that heavy scents like you shouldn't put on your face because the perfumes can irritate your skin oh and if you have sensitive (laughs) skin then that is not good oh god i'm gonna get (laughs) cancelled well i think i'm gonna get cancelled i'm like the three in seven in one fucking shower man such a man oh god i hate it so embarrassing it is embarrassing okay uh, someone said, int- I think this is interesting because a lot of people would be watching this at the moment. Euphoria glamorizes drug use and dangerous behavior to impressionable high schoolers. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I mean, my 16 year old sister watches it. I usually ring her to talk about the episode every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that it makes all of these behaviors cool, but I actually think it's doing more good than harm. Okay. I think that it's inclusive. I think that it shows toxic behavior in relationships and 
points out what it is and asks questions about what is like love bombing invaluable yeah and i think that while being sarcastic while it doesn't say that's toxic you know and it's very clear who's evil and who's not like it's not one of those shows where it's trying to trick you into thinking they're a good person or not Mm -hmm. you know their behavior is fucked and it shows you the timeline leading up to those significant moments and i think it does more to talk about bad relationships and bad drug use and what it actually can do to your body Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's i don't i think it's in the first season glamorizing second Mm -hmm. season not that's my hot take i wonder if that's um something that they did on purpose in the second season well they do really interesting things because they're all like 30 year old actors so it's Mm. a bit weird but i mean all that i guess all teen shows are like that but for example they um they don't use foundation on any of the actors except really then in i think they have gradually started on like two characters and that's supposed to be quite a statement and then sometimes they have like nails on characters and not and it's kind of like a it, they use makeup and things mm-hmm. as a telltale sign of that character's arc yeah so i think that's quite interesting because i think they do look much more like teenagers when they don't have foundation on yeah but they have other makeup like eyeshadow and stuff but it's like you can tell mm. their skin is their skin for a lot of them also do you have one one what a one of the a, a, oh a take yeah a take i was like skin <laughs> i do have some i have a take go on um i'm a bit scared about this actually i'm excited now oh god i'm gonna react in real time (laughs) i don't think you'll be exposed to this that much so after many many months of hard work i'm finally on lgbtqia tiktok so i am bi by the way that's important to know because otherwise i'll be cancelled otherwise i was just desperately (laughs) trying to get into an area of tiktok that i wasn't invited to That's so straight person. I just want to. I just want to see it. Uh, that's like that sound. That's like I'm rolling with the LGBT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on gay. Um, but this like separation of um, like women who date other women, the a separation, this distinction between like masks and femmes, like women who date sorry women who date talking about women who date women so like queer women lesbian women bi women pan Mm -hmm. women but like the separation of like oh femmes it's like a lot of videos are like oh femmes this this one's for you or like oh mask women who like other mask women i see so you don't like the distinction because well i think it's just a bit it's tough because i know that we've used i despise the word feminine i've had a problem with it like forever um but I know that a lot of people use the term like femme and mask as like a way to like move outside the binary. Cause it's like femme doesn't mean women and mask doesn't mean men. It's like a way to like move around the binary. But in my opinion, it's actually just very binary. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't mean it in, I think it's a, it's a tricky one because I totally respect um, people who find the terms empowering. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just dropped my phone. I, and like, good for you if you find that those terms empowering, but I think that, and I don't have any, um, obviously no one's asking my opinion on that and I'm not going to give it, but I think using the terms to like make these like distinctions is a, to me is a bit like when someone goes up to a gay, a gay couple and it's like, who's the man? I get what you're saying. I, I just think it's a bit like I mean, I'm, I'm not productive. really... I don't think anyone cares about my opinion as a straight who likes men. <laughs> Ew. Um, I get what you're saying. I think that... I think for a lot of people it is empowering. Well, I think it's different. Like, it's different. Using it as a label for yourself is different to, like, in... categorizing it in relationships. Yeah. 
I just think it's a bit strange. It's not so much about that. I just kind of want to disclose that I despise the term feminine. So that's like a quantifier. And I, I have, I'm sensitive to it. But I just think that, yeah, like this like mask femme thing. Um, I particularly see it in lesbian relationships, like on lesbian TikTok. Mm. Um, I just think it's quite reductive. And it's very like, it's a, it, I find it to be a little bit heteronormative. I have one. It might not be, I might explain it to you if that's mm -hmm. okay, because it's about euphoria. I was going to say, because it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Also, I'm just going to explain this to you because it's about you. I keep seeing, if you watch euphoria, you'll get this if you don't, sorry, but I will explain it to you and I will spoil some things probably if you're going to watch it. So just a warning. <sighs> there is so many tweets and TikToks and things currently about Jacob Elordi's character, Nate Jacobs, who is mm -hmm. evil, right? Okay. <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and people are saying, he, so essentially his character is in a relationship, has been in relationship with women, mm -hmm. right? But he is clearly shows interest and has been, there's a whole saga about Jules, who is a trans woman, mm -hmm. right? All these people, and he clearly wants Jules over these other women. Mm -hmm. There's a clear thread throughout mm -hmm. the show. All these people on Twitter keep saying that he's gay. That is fucked up. Right. There's all these people that are like, Nate, cut it out, you're gay. That's really fucked up. And then I've seen only one person online say, this is problematic. And other people said, oh, he's bi. And I said, well... No, no, because she's a woman. But here's the thing. His character talks to Jules on a gay dating app. Unless they're referring to him being gay because he's on the app and they're insinuating that he's in talking to men, not well, Jules. Here's the other thing. There's an element where... I still think it's problematic regardless of this because okay. there are like there's also an element of the show where there's pictures of penises on his phone. Okay. But my point still is him being interested in a trans woman yeah. and dating women does not you cannot in any way say he's gay. Do you know what else that is? Bi erasure. It is. What if he's bi? That's the thing. But it's like he like he's not actually showing throughout the show he hasn't actually showed interest in a man presenting as a man. Right. He just has the dick pics. No. I mean, yes, that's the thing. There's, there's never been... That's really fucked up. Also, isn't Euphoria, Euphoria supposed to be, like, beyond, like, the binary and the that, straight That's exactly gender? why this conversation has come up, because yeah. they never say it. Right. So all these characters hook up with each other, and you don't actually talk about it. Like, there's no... They, they don't label anything. And you that just should be watch. The, that's, like, a part I, of the point of the show. That's a clear part of the point, is that they're not putting... La like, no one's coming out and saying, you know, what, they, what their sexual orientation is, right? Yeah. So that's, that's the thing for me is I'm like, why do we also feel it into common? Cause isn't that the fucking point? Nah, those people are canceled. They are. Canceled. But they're that's also like, it's disturbing. It frankly. is, but it's disturbing to me cause I'm like, the show is doing a really good job of, of making this so normal because yeah. no one's talk, like no one's feeling the need to discuss yeah. who they do or don't like. It's just like, oh, they're hooking up now. Okay. But that just, it, that makes me even more mad when people try to like derail that. Yes. Like, because there's not, and I haven't seen Euphoria, so I'm making an uneducated statement, but I think like it is really important that we're seeing like a rise, particularly in popularity of these mm. kinds of shows that are like being a lot more diverse. Yeah. And then when I see like people 
just like picking at it and like making ah it just bothers me so much i'm like we need these kinds of shows because everything is so fucking straight and white i think the thing that bothers me about it also is like that means that all these people are focusing on is the genitalia yeah and that is like the opposite of the entire conversation yeah it's what you yourself identify as gender expression, gender identity. Exactly. Like I don't like what the fuck when people are tweeting these things, I'm like, have you thought about this at all? Probably not. <laughs> okay. It's our final one. Okay. Ooh, this one. <laughs> no discussion on men's oppression equals feminism, not taken seriously by all. I'm not going to react as hard as you do to this. I know it. What is men's oppression, please? Well, hang on. Not to be the bearer of bad news, but it's not all happening to only us. Because I think it's kind of like, um, and usually I fucking hate having these discussions because I'm like, yeah, okay, who's it perpetrated by? Men also. So we're mm-hmm. still fighting the same fight. But I think it's kind of like um, one of my favorite feminists, Liz Plank. Follow her. It's Feminist Abulous or something. I don't understand how her username works. <laughs> her book is For the Love of Men. And it talks about how the patriarchy hurts men. I think but they're come... not oppressed. No, they're not oppressed. Well, actually, I would argue they might be. Men oppressed. They have the power. They have the power, but they also, like, that power has been used and wielded to hurt them too. That's not oppression. Mm. Well, some men are oppressed. Gay men are oppressed. I think the issue think... is we can't blanket that men aren't oppressed. Uh, I mean, okay. I think that, all right, this is my take as a white woman. Um, I think that I personally would say men are not oppressed Mm. because men in certain groups who are in oppressed groups are oppressed because of that part of their identity, not because they're men. I see what you're saying. Men of color obviously are oppressed because they're like, ah, that's a, that's a weird blanket statement to say. Are white women oppressed? White women. Yeah. Are white women oppressed? I still think women as a group are an oppressed group. But I don't think white women are. I think that we're definitely not nowhere near as oppressed as all the other women. I think it's hard to blanket statement any of this. I think it's because there's still like the oppressor, which is the white man. Yeah. Here's the thing. Everyone else pretty much oppressed. I don't like the use of the word oppressed. I think that if we say men are affected. Yeah. Men are impacted. Men are, men suffer at the hands of the patriarchy. They're not oppressed. Do you know what else though? Yes, men are impacted by the patriarchy, but a lot of the place that a lot of the ways that they are impacted by the patriarchy that we talk about is when they become um, perpetrators. And guess who's even more affected? The fucking women that they attack. Incels, like, do you mean like that when men feel like oppressed by? Or even just any like, uh, like. Because a lot of people have started to talk about in recent years the fact that the patriarchy affects men because they're told to oppress their feelings and anger is the only emotion you're allowed and um, women are there to be subservient, blah, 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 blah. Yes, they are, they are being victimized by the patriarchy, but the group that are being even more victimized are those the victims of those men. Yes. So it just – I find it difficult to be like, well, they're not fucking oppressed. Like, yeah. sorry, an attacker – I know you're not. I'm not I mean, I, I think and I, not, you're not oppressed. I just think this is a very particular angle for a blanket statement. That's the thing. I think yeah. on the whole that men are affected, they're impacted, but I don't think they're oppressed. Agree. And I think the different groups are, I think that some groups of men might be oppressed. But see, to have, to have people who oppress, who are oppressed, you need an oppressor. If men are oppressed, who, who's the oppressor? 
men. Yes, that's the acknowledgement. You can't be both. You can't be the oppressed and the oppressor. But this is the thing. We're looking at it from a way too broad scale. We're looking at it from men, you're oppressing yourselves. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You can't oppress yourself. White men are oppressing others. Yeah, of course. White men are oppressing literally most people. Yeah. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> they are so rude. It's like... Um, Oppress yourselves and move on with your life. It's like in one of Bo Burnham's songs, he's like, um, we used to have all the money and land and we still do, but it's not as fun now. That's like one of That's the lines. That's so true. Is like... They still have it, but they feel like it's yeah. being threatened. Yeah. Well, that one's a spicy one. But it's a bit, it is hard to say, it's hard to make blanket statements, but men are not oppressed. I just think that we can't just be like, bam. I think it's one of those things that it's like a bit wishy-washy. You can't sort of just. Yeah. And I'm, I know. Also, that- I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. End of pod. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co. or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes. That's the one. That's the one. 